Oh my god, what's that? Dude, no, oh my god. Oh my god. It's It's the Horror Comedy Podcast with Jake and Haley. Listen, this is the horror comedy podcast, the only podcast where we've been gone for like six weeks. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened there. I'm Haley, your host, and this is my co-host, Jake. And this is the only podcast where we smoke marijuana and I try to scare you with a true scary story. I'm coming from post-production right now. Uh, Just to let you know, we usually check in and see if we successfully scared Jake at the end of the podcast. But like I said, it's been six weeks and I'm real rusty because I fucking forgot, you guys. But just know he was super scared. He was shaking in his beard. He was all over the place. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Huh? Liberty. Justice. The Pursuit of Happiness. And the Horror Comedy Podcast. And the Horror Comedy Podcast. We were... Listen. My sister got married. Sister got married. We missed a whole month because of that. Yeah. Don't know why. It was only like one weekend. No, because we have attention deficit disorder. So we were in waiting mode. We were in waiting mode for the month and waiting for the date. And there was just no way I could have done anything besides obsess over this and what I had to do. I took up golf. Jake was golfing. Okay. Jake was also jet setting around the world being a marijuana mogul. Not around the world. Maybe just to a couple states. Just like Boca. Whatever. Did I go anywhere else? No, just Boca. And different places in Missouri. But oh, yeah, to me, that's terrible. like around the world, essentially. So, <laughs> but we we figured the big out state of Missouri exactly. But we figured out a recording schedule that we can both commit to with our. Uh, it's so smoky in here. <laughs> we figured out a recording schedule that we can both commit to with our jobs, and uh, so we're really happy to be back. We have like. I'm feeling really refreshed. I'm feeling really excited. Refreshed. Me too. Yeah. I have Me a too. lot to put into the pod. I'm ready to start. I'm jazzed up. Me too. I'm ready to get back in it and start pushing full force. Because listen, this podcast, it's sort of like my baby, obviously, but my baby that I neglect sometimes because I have other obligations. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever just put your baby in the dog kennel and just forget about it for a couple of days? For six weeks. Whoa. That baby's mm. dead. No. <laughs> anyway, we love you so much for tuning in. Happy October! Happy October! Finally, Halloween's right around the corner. Uh, Renfest tomorrow. We're going to Renfest, you guys. Fall Renfest is way superior. Yeah, if anyone here knows of anybody that works at the Renfest anywhere, tell them to do it in the fall. Yeah, like don't be a fuck. Just do it in the fall. Just do it in the fall way, because way the summer. What am I gonna fucking wear? I would literally go to Forever Twenty One. I was dressed like I was going to a music festival because it's a hundred degrees. It, yeah. It in Larkspur, so Colorado. Hot there. Yeah. And I remember people just being like wearing these big old things and mm-hmm. like passing out. Oh yeah, yeah. It, like a, f- it blows my mind. I mean, the dedication is very, very cool. But for me, I like not dying. It's not for me. Mm-mm. I remember it kind of reminds me of when I worked at Chuck E. Cheese because in the summer they'd be like, "Oh, you got to get in the suit," but we have this ice pack vest that didn't do fuck all. Yeah, fuck that. I was just, like, I, cold and sweating. <laughs> I mean, I would wear a kilt. That would be dope. Yeah, because then I can just be free-balling under that bitch. No. And yes. Oh, hell yeah, it would be. And then you could air it out? Or would you, don't you think it would be, like, Breezy. uncomfortable? It would just be, like, no, sweat dripping you down your leg? You like... Oh, well, I can't so do the... Gross. Can't do it, but, like, just, like... Where were we? 
Just thanking everybody for coming back. If we're excited Thank for you. October, yes, we're back. You're back. I want to kiss we you are on the cheeks. To be here. No, we're not. But I'm going to. I told you. Uh, no, no kisses, no cheeks. We are on Instagram at THC Podcast. Type in the Horror Comedy Podcast. It'll take you to me. Me. And I run me. that. And well, also her, you. But I run that Instagram page. So if there's ever something you're like, Hales would love this. Let's type her up a little spooky message. Let's send it. Let's do it. As in go now. I'm so, so, let me be so dead serious. Go send me your scary stories. Follow me. Tell me about your shit. And tell your friends about my shit too. But not as aggressively as she's asking. No, I mean it. Extremely aggressively. She means it. (laughs) But yeah, tell your friends about us. She's going to beat you up and take your lunch money. I'll take your fucking sandwich. (laughs) Not even the money. She's going to take the sandwich. The sandwich. Wow. Just like that. That's I'm going to you buy the sandwich. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take your sandwich. That's brutal. Yeah, I'm going to. And you're going to be real hungry. And you're going to be like, your chips will fill you up, but not enough to fully satisfy you. And you'll be that's very. A, that's a war crime. And uh, you're under arrest. I shan't be arrested. You shall. I'm above the law. What are we speaking about today? <sighs> that was it. That's... That was it? All right. Did End that scare you? Me taking someone's. Sandwich and making that's all she wrote. Making sure they weren't fully satiated. Drink water. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) So, what are we smoking today? We are smoking codes. Codes is part of the Good Day Farms umbrella. Wow. And what is Good Day Farms? You may ask. It's Walmart. So, wah wah wah. But it's actually, yeah. Literally? It's literally Walmart, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's Walmart. Have you ever heard this? No. Oh, man. I will tell you this, okay? Good weed is good weed, okay? It does it suck that, you know, corporations will probably take it over one day? Yes. Okay. I mean, they're already starting to. It's facts. That's crazy. The weed is why we're here. And, you know, if anything can bring everyone together, it's cannabis. And, uh... Yeah. And the desire to ultimately dethrone them, usurp them, and eat them one day. Which is the munchies, basically. So, moving on. The munchies. But, oh yeah, moving on. It's a strain fortune cookie. Um, and it is a sativa. Sick. Yeah. The dominant um, terpenes are not listed. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Oh, wait. No, here they are. Uh, caryophylline, limonene, myrcene, and a little bit of little noodle. Little is a real world. No, real, real word. Linen noodle. So, yeah. Um, and I am smoking some weed out of a ragu jar that our buddy gave us over the summer. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> Because we refuse to pay over thirty dollars an eighth. I don't even. I don't even pay for an eighth. I don't even. If it's a thirty dollar eighth, I ain't getting it. Honest to God, I didn't even pay that when I lived in a state where it was not legal. Exactly. For good weed, I, w- I would be like, okay, well, I'm gonna five and eight. I'm gonna literally Tops. go buy an ounce and like I'm not gonna. Bu- I'm just not gonna buy an eighth then. <laughs> yeah. I. <sighs> Fuck, I miss Colorado a little bit. Okay. I know. And that is it's. Uh, like, I can live anywhere, but the weed prices, that's Sucks. really, like, 
how I'm going to judge your state. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And Missouri, it's, it's getting better. Oh. It's getting better. It is going down. That's good. Okay? As someone with their dick in the pulse, okay. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, finger on the pulse. Dick, dick the on hole. the pulse. Dick know. on the hole. Anyways, I'm on the I'm on the line. Okay, I'm on the pulse. I'm hearing so many figures I'm, I'm of speech. I'm pulsating right now. <laughs> I don't okay? think that, that you should tell people that. <laughs> you should keep that to yourself. <laughs> All I know is weed prices are coming down. Great. Thank God. Wow. Finally, the Earth is healing. The Earth is hearing. The Earth is hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I also took a 50 milligram... Um, dosed edible. Dosed edible. Yep. I'm going to be honest with you guys. They taste so bad until yeah. you like get the whatever coating they spray on there is disgusting. It literally takes... It tastes Ugh. like you're taking a shot. It's so gross. And it hits my body the same way. Like I get the chills. It's pectin. It's so it's nasty. Pectin, yeah. They they got to figure something else out. But it does get you really high. I don't know. I don't think it's for the taste. That's what I always tell people. I'm like, oh, these edibles here, these are $16. They're like, oh, they taste like shit. Yeah, they and do. I was like, you're not eating them for the taste, No, bro. you know what I do? And this is probably, probably like problematic behavior. But I bite them in half and take them like a pill. I don't want to taste it, and I just want to get high. Speed, yeah, speed and function over here. Anywho, (laughs) you guys might not remember way over yonder in the summer. This was many moons ago, Mm -hmm. approximately six to eight weeks ago. Roger. Um, we were talking about crop circles. A huge cliffhanger. A huge cliffhanger because we we, let's make it super dramatic and wait six weeks. (laughs) Even though at the end of that episode, I beg, I remember we were like, "Oh, see you next week, part two. (laughs) Assholes, (laughs) fucking assholes. Who fucking does that? I'm so sorry. We are dickheads. Number one uh, prankster, prank world champions. (laughs) At least it wasn't a break. One time we took a year long break, I think, or ten month break. At least it wasn't okay. You're welcome. Over the summer. Mm-hmm. We talked about first crop circles, but then we kind of narrowed it down to. We found out that most crop circles in England were like a prank oh, for a prank, period of time. Pranksters, yep. But uh-huh. we found one family out in Utah who was legitimately getting crop circles, and we found out that they yeah, were. Yeah, they were getting crop dusted left and right. They were getting crop dusted. Their cows were going cows missing with mutilated. their eyeballs getting yep. plucked out. Uh, Post Malone. Post Malone showed up, as he does. He always does. He's popping up, that weird little guy. It's the scariest part of any story for me is when Post Malone or Jack Baggins gets involved, and it's always one of the two. That's how you know it's it's going down. It's really not good at that point. I'm kind of scared. I don't think we should say his name again, because he might show up here. We have said it twice. Shh, stop. (laughs) 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 I'm actually, why am I nervous like that's really going to happen? If he showed up right now, I'd be like... Is this place haunted? Do you want to come in? It's, it's too late. Yours. If he shows up, the answer's yeah. It's already <laughs> haunted. Like, he's already got the scoop. Terry and Gwen. Terry and Gwen Sherman. Okay, so we talked about Terry and Gwen Sherman out in the, what was it, Uintah Valley? Yep. In the Uintah Basin. Um, excuse me. Excuse the me. Basin. It was a basin, you Not dumb just a valley. Fuck. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um... And you were like, well, that's really interesting. I would love to know more about that. So this motherfucking book that was written about it, and I didn't have the chance to read it at the time because I just discovered it. But since you wanted to hear more about it, I read this whole book. You read a book? I read a book. podcast? Yes. Dedication. Called 
Hunt for the Skinwalker, and it was by Colm A. Kelleher and George Knapp. Nice. However. Napsters. Oh, I miss Napster and Lemire. R.I.P. It was six to eight weeks ago. <laughs> and so Took these- you six to eight weeks to read this book? No, no. I read the book very fast, but I wrote the notes, and that was six to eight weeks ago. So pretty much uh, this is all new information <laughs> to me, too. Like, I don't really remember a lot of this. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a surprise to me as well as you, this nice. information. But we did also record this once, and it sounded horrible, and we were both, like, dead inside. So you might remember it. I don't know. Whatever. We're going to do our best. I don't remember anything. Great. I honestly didn't remember uh, Gwen and... Gwen and Terry Gwen Sherman? And Peter Sherman. You don't remember Gwen and Terry Sherman. How G- could you? TG. G and T are friends. You don't have to listen to the previous episode to understand what's going on here, because I'm going to talk about it fresh yeah. from the perspective of this book. Yeah, brief recap. Aliens. Utah. Unintah. Uh, Skinwalker Valley, Post Malone. Ah! Ranch. That's it. You did it. Done. Um, okay, so in a remote corner of Utah, 150 miles out from Salt Lake City, there is the Uintah Basin. It's like a largely Mormon population. I was going to say population, but that sounded like it would have been really annoying. So <laughs> um, in the book, they didn't share the exact location of the ranch. And it's for their safety. For your and safety. Yours. Yeah. But you you can find where it is online. You're not allowed to go there, though, which is spicy and can saucy. Google Earth it? You're not, I don't think there's like pictures and stuff Whoa, of, like, above it's just it. black spot. I think you out. can pay to get your shit taken off of like street really? view and stuff. You can. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, there are some people who do that. So, and you can Bunch do it for places your. places in Florida just like blacked out. In the book, he changed the names of the family. I'm going to use their real names just because we called them Gwen and Terry Sherman in the last episode. They're dead now, right? I don't know. But their kids have made up names, so we're going to stick with that. Um, just know that, like, the vet, the physicist, all that, made up names. Gotcha. We're not sharing. Okay, whatever. This one's Blake Bone. This? And this is... Cyberlass. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> Maley Schmeltzman. Oh, yeah. Snaily Wetzman. Snaily Wetzman. That's my girl. Uh, okay, so... Or Haley P. Jenkins. Oh, Haley P. Jenkins. Yeah, my <laughs> alias. So, Colm Kelleher, the author of the novel, wrote, The world, it appears, is much bigger, much stranger, and far more complicated than any of us can imagine. Uh, that was a little quote from him. I like that a lot. But actually, when this book came out, he became a laughingstock in the journalism community, which is uh, very serious. He, did he have, like, spelling issues or, like, punctuation <laughs> mistakes? Like, no, like that? that would be so funny <laughs> if that was the problem. They were like, ha stupid, you don't know stupid, how to read. You read, you can't even put a comma to the thing, and this is a semicolon dummy. Stupid fuck. You don't know how to double space. Um, No, it was the subject matter, not the grammar, was the issue. Gotcha. Okay, well, I've read some fucking redfish, bluefish, okay? You think think anyone's knocking on his door saying you're a fool no millionaire, millionaire. he is a scumbag dr shoes yeah Damn. his wife was dying of cancer and he went out and fucked someone else and then left oh, her i remember this and yeah. married her and then the wife killed herself mm, well. <laughs> he said oh well, well went in rome <laughs> oh my god yo i finally understood i i always heard the phrase have your cake and eat it too and i never understood what it meant and finally, the other day, they said it on a podcast, and it just, like, had a light bulb appear over my head. Like, I understood. They mean, like, have a cake that you don't fuck up because it looks nice, and then have one cake that you eat. That's what they mean. You want to have your cake and eat it, too. I get it now. 
I don't know if that's right. What is it then? I don't know. Please <laughs> help. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can't have both. Yeah, because you can't. If you want a nice cake, you can't have, eat it or enjoy the good parts of something without having to deal with the bad parts. Okay, yeah. Then yeah, that you're one. just over here wanting cake. I just, I just I think about it. cake all you're the time. Donuts. Oh yeah, we got a fried Stop. croissant. Stop. Focus. Podcast. Skinwalker Ranch. Post Skin Malone. Walker. A book. Skinwalker. Focus. So Terry, sure, everyone, we're opening with our opening scene. Let me let me take you here, okay? Picture it. You're in the Utah Basin. You live on a ranch. It's like miles. Your driveway is miles long to a dirt road. Whack. Whack. <laughs> hate it. I hate it here. I want to go home. I always thought, like, why do they have a fucking long-ass driveway? Like, this sucks. Way back in the day, if, like, my grandparents were out of town and my mom and dad had to go to work real early, they would drop us off at their friend's house and their driveway, so fucking long. So we had to walk, like, 15 minutes early to get to the bus all the way down their fucking long-ass driveway to stand by the road. Sounds creepy. It's terrible. And it was cold. Sounds like it would be a creepy thing to walk down the gigantic driveway. I look back at it and, like, why the fuck did our parents ever let us do this? Like, crazy shit. Like, you would hate it. You would have hate, You would have absolutely fucking hated it. I can't wait to take you there. Yay! <laughs> right. We're in Utah Basin. And very long driveway. Very desolate. You can check out our Instagram if you want to see it, too. So, very isolated. Terry Sherman saw an animal moping across his field. They had just moved in. He was carrying a box, and he set it down, and he saw whatever this was. It kind of looked like a coyote, but it was too big to be a coyote. His wife, Gwen, joined him, and they were just staring at it together. It was like 400 yards away, and it seemed huge. Like 400 yards? Yeah, that's huge. Maybe 400 feet. Okay. Let's just say 400 like, feet. That's 400, 400 yards, yards is like 1,200 feet. Four football fields. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, they got good eyes. Yeah, it looks like it's a fucking uh, <laughs> skinwalker. Yeah, look at that thing. Oh, it's a hyena? What is that? It's a dingo. It's a dingo. Okay, so. Hide your baby. <laughs> oh. That's sad. Actually um, happened. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. So it, it seemed it seemed huge, whatever it was. It seemed like wolf size, but it was like gray. It was like 300 feet away now. It had wet hair. That's when it turned and it stopped and it was like 50 feet away from the family. It was three times as large as a normal wolf. And it just stared them down. It was walking towards them and it actually seemed very chill, this big ass wolf. It was like a dog, almost. You know, the the demeanor of a dog, but it's wet and stinky and huge. Ugh, it's like a dog. It's like a big-ass, stinky, wet dog. It's a big old dog. So, the kids were up in the truck bed at first. They were loading the calves, little baby calves. Daddy, daddy, look at these calves. <laughs> look at these. Uh, well, I feel like this Holy is... Holy shit. So, they're moving cows, baby mm-hmm. cows, calves, into a corral. Uh-huh. And a wolf is walking up to them. A huge wolf. Red flag. Right. I would think he sees little snacks. Should probably. Yeah. This is like a little charcuterie board for him. Yeah. And and so I would say that the cows are in the back of the truck and the kids are in the back of the truck. Maybe somebody should just get in the truck and we just drive away or shoot it. And we drive away and let dad shoot it, you know. Or 
We all get our guns. And, and we shoot. all shoot it. And we give the calves guns. The calves guns. La- freaking laser beams. You give them fucking laser beams on their freaking heads. <laughs> on their freaking heads. Um, uh, so, but it seemed chill is what I wrote. <laughs> Why am I Very like good. this? <laughs> <laughs> Stunning journalism. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be on the news. It is. In like 12 years. Be like, oh, low key fam chill. Fam chill. <laughs> They were loading calves into a corral, and the wolf was getting closer, and it smelled overwhelmingly like wet dog. It walked right up to Terry, almost up to his chest. That's put it in reverse, Terry! Terry put it in reverse immediately. Terry, Terry, back up! It was almost up to his chest. That's a fucking huge dog. Is it, uh, it? Well, not really. Is it standing on two legs, or is it still on all fours? All fours. Okay, that's pretty big. Huge. Uh-huh. It's like zebra size. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. A donkey. It's a fucking <laughs> weird donkey. Weird donkey. <laughs> its eyes were light blue. One of the kids was named Ed. Ed is like six feet tall, just like Terry, and it came up to his chest. So that is a fucking huge wolf. Okay. So yeah, it's at least that is actually how half, tall I am. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> so the werewolf is you. Oh my god. That's just how I look in the morning. Yeah. I was like, I can picture this <laughs> At 4.30 a.m., I'm just like <laughs> crawling out of bed all crazy-haired. Okay, so Ed, the kid, the oldest kid, got out, started petting the gigantic. He petted it? He started petting it. You fucking... I don't even know. That's dumb. He's like, oh, it's so nice. Oh, look at this. It's so nice. I love this little guy. Terry's starting to get a weird feeling in his gut. He's yeah, no to, shit. His instincts are starting to scream at him his that this is not is coming safe. up. His start, he's about to shit his pants. The wolf walked around them, and they started to relax, which is not how I would feel because mm. it's a wolf and it's circling you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That is whack, okay? If a wolf is circling me, throwing rocks at this bitch. If a dog is circling me. Gray with Liam Neeson? I'm no. Breaking, like, what is that? He fights wolves? Yes. I need to see serious? it immediately. Oh, so I need good. to see it I, now. I okay, don't say it's anything else. I'm it's so great. excited. I love right, movies we'll where that. people get attacked by animals. This I love. Good. This is a really good movie. Did we watch the lion one? Yes, uh, with the, like the ghost in, in the Africa. Yes. Okay. Oh no, not that one. We watched the new one with the lions. We didn't watch Ghost in the Darkness. Watch that too. But the wolf, I would shoot the wolf anyway. Yeah. Back. Back to on the track. Yeah. <laughs> that got totally <laughs> off the walls. Okay. Ed's petting the fucking wolf, which is crazy. Terry, he starts to get a weird gut feeling. You'd never let your son pet a stray dog. Yeah. No, you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. That's what I'm saying. Especially That's like common sense. if the dog is like six feet-ish yeah. and if you're loading calves into yeah. a corral with your children. You probably smell delicious. You probably smell. It would be like if somebody was sizzling bacon. You'd like left cold pizza. Yeah. What? You know? Like lukewarm pizza. What? Yeah. Like you left pizza out for a little bit and like it's cooled down. Oh, yeah. And then someone wants to come eat some, obviously, because it's sitting out there. You're you're way better. Like the calves would be taste like cardboard. You would taste like lukewarm pizza. Which one are you going to eat? Yeah. Either or, honestly. Lukewarm pizza. Lukewarm. Like the Tauntaun. So then Gwen calls the two smaller kids, Tad and Kate. She's like, come from the flatbed and yeah, like, take a picture with it. Come see the wolf. Tuck, it's so fun. Pull its tail. You while should you're at crawl it. under it. It yeah. would be so fun. You should just hang off of it. They're all like, oh, I love it. As they're standing next to this fucking corral full uh, of calves. Can it be our friend? The wolf just turns its head, grabs a calf whose head was poking out between the bars of the corral, 
and starts trying to decapitate it. Yeah, because obviously the humans don't care about this. Right. They, They're like, oh. Oh, welcome. Is, this? Welcome to Old Country Buffet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rip its head off. Yeah. yeah. Terry starts kicking the shit out of the wolf and Ed starts hitting it with a bat. Terry told it's the It's gone violent. <laughs> now yeah. it's gangs in New York style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything goes. Super yeah. Smash Bros. Weapons Grab turned the on. Weapons, kids. Yeah. The items are turned on and it's a brawl. So Terry tells the kids to go get his gun. The wolf continued to try to rip get the Get my glizzy, Gwen. <laughs> go, Gwen, go. The wolf continued to try to rip the calf through the bars of the corral. Tom shot it with his 357 and it didn't even react and it didn't even bleed. He shot it two more times. It let go of the calf. The wolf stood 10 feet away from Terry, but it just looked at him like nothing happened. So Terry shot it again, this time near the heart. It backed up about 30 feet silently. The family gathered together. A Colt Magnum, I wrote with a question mark. I don't know what that means. And then he shot it four more times. It's like a, it's a type of gun. Okay. Yeah. Well, he shot it four more times with this Colt Magnum with a question mark. Get the 30 it's like all- dirty, hairy. Mm, I don't know. You're going to make my day. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. There's laws named after that. Terry's like, get the 30 alt 6. Is that a thing? 30 alt 6. 30 alt yep. 6. Okay. Hunting rifle. So Tad went and got it from the homestead. This is the gun Terry uses to kill elks at 200 yards away. Uh huh. So he fires yeah. the gun. Closer? Farther? No, I mean, you, you can definitely hit something with that gun from 200 yards. Go, Terry. Go, Terry. Go, Terry. So he fired. It was super, super loud. The sound of the bullet going in didn't even make a sound, though. The wolf recoiled but didn't move. Ed started to curse. Gwen started to cry. Terry shot again. This time, a chunk of flesh came out with the exit wound. But What what this sounds like to me is like, uh, you've seen Men in Black, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So when the alien, like, eats that guy... And is, like, wearing his skin all, like, stretched out and everything. I feel like this (gasps) thing killed a wolf and was like, I need to disguise. What do I have laying around here? That is so fucking disturbing. And then it's like, like, oh, it was walking like this. I walk like this. (laughs) That's so scary. It's crazy, right? And then if he just stood up, he'd be like. I think that is what it is, though. Probably be, like, ten feet tall. That's terrifying. Oh my god, that's so scary! And your kids are petting it. And the goat and the guy's just like, "Is this working?" Yeah, humans are so stupid. Terry's the only one who was like, "Uh, what about what?" I mean, like, why would he not say anything? Sorry to shame. I hate to shame. Look like a wolf. That's what it said. Okay, but huge. I still wouldn't let it. You're not touching it for multiple reasons. You don't yeah. know it. It's okay. huge. It's We're loading. Is. Exactly. Could have yeah. ticks, fleas, fleas mites. You don't want all stuff. that you shit on you. Shit? You could yeah. get Lyme disease or something. God. No way. People in Utah, man. I guess. Because we're They're inside. more man than us. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was good, they're, right? they're, uh, yeah. They are. That was so good. So fucking. I'm dead. I'm dead. So that was so good. Very good. Ugh. <laughs> More man. Okay. Anyway, so fucking he fires. Okay, great. A chunk comes out, but the wolf doesn't move. Everyone's freaking out. The wolf still doesn't react, but it does turn away slowly. Gwen holds one of the daughters and sobs together. It's a nice family activity. Aww. 
Ed's like, memory. Aw, trauma. Ed said to stay calm and that he was going to go after it. And Terry started to track the wolf with Tad. So the three old or two oldest boys. Tad and Ed. Tad and Ed. Ted. Ted. They followed the paw marks deep into the woods towards a creek about a mile in. They were about 40 yards from a big river and they had made it to a clearing. They continued to track the prints through the clearing into a muddy bog. The tracks vanished. There were no signs. There was a river 60 feet away, but how the fuck would that work? <laughs> is what I wrote. <laughs> but how the fuck would that work? Geography. <laughs> Tad was fucking scared. He was freaking out. I think Tad is the younger kid. I don't know. I think he's like 12. I don't know why they brought him. Well, be a man today. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be a man today, Tad. This would fuck you up. They have just moved here from New Mexico. So New Mexico has spooky mm-hmm. tribal shit, right? Yeah. I wonder if they brought it with them. Ooh, interesting. This ranch was in northeastern Utah. It was a 480-acre homestead, and it had been empty for seven years. The previous owners were rich people who moved to Salt Lake City. They gave the Shermans a good deal on it. It took a year of hard work to fix up the place. The homestead was a mile off the main road down a hard-to-find dirt trail. They were mormons i wrote in all caps <laughs> more man than us more man than us i love terry felt like something was wrong and like this was a mistake terry said let's just forget about it i'll take you to Chili's." <laughs> what the fuck the shermans thought the ranch was beautiful 400 acres of pasture 480 acres of pastures creeks irrigation canals cottonwood trees other stuff <laughs> the north border was red cliff rocks and it got really muddy when it rains the trail that goes east to west also gets nasty muddy, and it's not usable when it's raining. The ranch was ratty when they first got there. There was trash everywhere. Well, what the fuck were these rich fucks doing then? Uh-huh. The ranch house was very small. Every door had heavy-duty deadbolts on the inside and outside. There were large foreboding chains on the outside of the house for guard dogs, and the windows were barred. They bought it in the 1950s. No digging without a warning to the previous owners was in the real estate clause. That's crazy. You can't dig without telling me? Okay. We had dead bodies out there? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Probably! That's what I would think. I wouldn't think it was paranormal. I would think they fucked... They fucking killed people, huh. and they're trying to make sure you don't find but where they fucking. If you dig the bodies up, you're gonna get haunted. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, well, they're probably gonna say it's like oil lines or something, but yeah, it's but still, probably a if dead I hit body. oil on my land, it's for me. It's mine. There's no reason for that. Like, there's no, no reason. I don't know. No That's it's so weird. Why the fuck would so you? So, do care? you think it's paranormal or crime? I don't know, skeptic. Hmm. Could be both. I feel like it's crime. It's my cl- it's my land, motherfucker. Dude, well, I'm that's how the Shermans were. I'm gonna dig if I want to. You see now, fucks yeah, is what fuck I wrote. You. So the kids were good, straight A students. Terry was a rancher. He was a smarty pants. He was big on using his intuition. We love that about him. Terry was known for raising the best simmental and black Angus cattle. While their neighbors would lose five percent of their animals annually, the Shermans only lost one percent. Oh, yeah. The ranch is in the Uintah Basin. In 1964, Frank Salisbury, a professor of plant science. A professor of steaks. A professor of steaks steaks. with gravy on them. (laughs) That you get at cafeterias only. (laughs) Do they exist outside of frozen meals or cafeterias? Or Ikea's. What? 
Joking, that, right? No, I've never eaten in Ikea because when we went there, I was just like mystified by the entire place. Okay. I didn't even have time to like. They sell Salisbury steaks. Yeah. It's so meatballs. insane. Ikea is a crazy place. So the ranch. Okay. In 1964, Frank Salisbury steak was uh, and He wrote a book about the history of UFOs in the Utah Basin called the Utah UFO Display. Ooh. He didn't jump to any conclusions, oh, but he stuck spicy. to the facts. Wow. Hit That's him with right. it. Hit him with it. Hit That's him right. with it. The first sighting was documented in 1951, and it was cigar-shaped, and it was on the ground in daylight. The fucking turd out. Seen by 30 kids. You can't call it a turd, though. Uh, call space, it a cigar. Space. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Space log. <laughs> space log. Space log. <laughs> it was seen by 30 kids and their teacher at school. Tons of UFOs. Uh. <laughs> this is like Not a mad space log. space log. 30 kids and their teeth. Where donkey? <laughs> what Where the fuck donkey, is going yeah. on? Tons of UFO and cattle mutilations happened in the area. Hicks thinks the UFOs are a psychological experiment from the aliens. Junior Hicks has worked on the ranch doing repair jobs and saw weird things like his compass spinning out of control. Wait, so they tracked it to the bog and it just disappeared. Yeah. We ended that story, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. just telling you about the Utah Basin. Gotcha. I, this is just pretty much how it was laid out in the book, so I just ah, took notes okay. as it was laid okay. out. I didn't like rearrange anything. Uh, Junior Hicks has worked on the ranch doing repair jobs and saw weird things like his compass spinning out of control, which I'd like to say they're all out of control. Yeah. They com- don't make any you sense. You just don't know how they work. No, they're so. wrong. <laughs> I mean, like, you just don't <laughs> know how a compass works. It should... I'm going to tell you <laughs> right now, I don't know how they work, but they uh, also... Literally, don't make sense. The natives called the Uits say the ranch is in the path of the Skinwalker. What does that mean? Like there's keep walking, they be gone. Like there's just like a a path. Yeah, don't go in there. Goes, through. or it's only that on the path is only on the three miles. Ooh, maybe. Like yeah, you guys fucked up. That's why there's no Native Americans here. Yeah, that's why realized. we were like, you're gonna pay point. us for this land deal. What a good point. Uh, <laughs> Back to the Shermans. Shermans and their wolf Gwen situation. And, Gwen and Terror. Gwen and Terror Bear. Gwen and Terror Bear tried to ignore the wolves, but they started to see them regularly. A neighbor brought up the pack of large wolves days later, and Terry felt relief. Gwen was driving in her gray Chevette coming home from her job at a mortgage company one day. <gasps> I work at a mortgage company. You work at a mortgage company. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm scared, you guys. Um, she opened the gate and closed it behind her. She was in her car and saw a movement behind her car. Ah. It was right outside her window. A huge wolf with light blue eyes. She felt fear. She spit on it. She smocked a lug right into its big blue eyes. You know how some people with blue eyes look so scary? Uh-huh. <laughs> Vibe. <laughs> that's the that's the wolf. That's the wolf right now. It's like that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't. I can think about her all the time. Nikki from 90 Day Fiance. She looks so scary with her blue eyes. Oh. She's so scary. Yes. The wolf's head was over the hood of her car now. So that's a big wolf also. There was another animal farther behind the gray wolf that was all black, and it looked more like a strange mangy dog that was smaller than the gray wolf. And its head was too big for its body. She floored the gas, determined to make it the half mile back to her house. Huh, maybe you shouldn't have such a fucking long driveway. That's your fault. Yeah, live closer to the fucking road. Right, move your house. Build another one. Whatever. 
She decided to complain to the na- Native Tribal Council. And in, and in parentheses, I put... Well, you can't control your fucking were dogs over here, your were donkeys. Why would they be... Get them off my land. Why would they be the Native Tribal... Like, why would... What... Gives her that indication that that is their problem. <laughs> Racist. I don't know. Kind of smelling a little bit like racism. It could per- just be a fucking crazy wolf. I mean, they're just wolves. It's not really. Why would they be the native people's wolves? In parentheses, I put whack. Whack. Um, Your hair. Whack. Whack. Your land. Whack. whack. Mile long driveway. Whack. whack. I hate you. Gwen was confused the next day when she asked the tribal office to rein in the wolves. They laughed her out of the office. Um, so they were like, hey, dumbass, there aren't even any wolves in Utah because the last wolf in Utah was shot in 1970. By the white man. By white people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, more wolves were eventually brought in in the 90s. So there's that fun fact for you. He told Gwen she must be confused and she was super mad because she seemed Gaslight. Be, I don't know. She seems to have a thing where she got really mad because she was wrong. Does it have anything to do with the fact that they're native? I don't know. I don't know. Who am I to say? Who am I to Speculation. say? Speculation. Who am I to say? The family, but it seems like it does. Uh, the family continued to see the wolves for the next few weeks, but eventually they stopped showing up. Nice. She loved that country hee-haw life. <laughs> she would do her chores and then walk around at night and admire the night sky. Bitch get all drunk on red wine and fucking... Oh. Fucking fall off a cliff. Yeah. Late 1994. Smoking a cigarette laying out under the stars. I love to do that. Yeah. but Sound familiar? I don't be walking off cliffs, like near cliffs. Well, I, I wouldn't. Mean, luckily we have a fence. Yeah, yeah. It keeps me <laughs> contained. But you do be on the tire swing sometimes. Oh, so fun. Crazily. In late 1994, she was walking the top of her 200-foot ridge. Something flew past her, barely missing her. She had to duck. It missed her by a few feet. Whatever it was caused a little gust when it went past her. It couldn't have been a bat. It was a fart. (laughs) (laughs) It couldn't have been a bat because it was too solid and bulky. Think about you. You, she farted. And she's trying to blame it on a bat. Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to cover it. She's never farted that before. just farted. I never oh, fart. I'm a lady. <laughs> Have you seen that video where it's a little girl and she's like, I don't know what she's doing a video about, but then she farts and she goes, guys, I just heard a ghost. <laughs> she's trying to like play it off like it was a ghost that nice. farted. It's so funny. Five minutes later, it happened again and it was even closer to her this time. She tried to see the silhouette of whatever it was as it flew towards the sunset, but she saw nothing. Was it a bird? She who smelt it dealt <laughs> it. The council has spoken. Uh, the THC podcast council, that is. She decided to turn around and go back, and she made it home safe, and she kind of kept it to herself because she didn't want to scare everyone. Because <laughs> she didn't want to get blamed for farting on the ridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't fart on the ridge. Mom, we hear you up there. <laughs> echoes throughout it's the not entire. A bat. Throughout the entire basin, yeah. your fart echoes when you're up there. It's gross. <laughs> they call it the fart in you fart basin. Yeah, now. you can't go in there and you do that. It's not okay. It's a phenomenon. <laughs> it is. Terry worked the ranch, the kids went to school, and Gwen went insane. She'd leave a spatula on the counter, look away, and it would be gone. Sounds kind of familiar, honestly. Like, just, not with spatulas, but. That just random. happens. Yeah, that's, that's just like life. normal house shit. It would turn up later in a random place. That she probably took it. Well, absentmindedly, like yeah. 
Like, oh, I got a spatula. Oh, I got to Now I got to go do this thing. And I swear to God, I remember where I put it, and then it's not there because I didn't remember. Talk with your hands. Yeah, I do. Uh, so fucking okay. We'll turn up. Okay, Terry stormed in one day and wanted to know who hid the post digger. The kids had all been in the house the last couple hours. It was also seventy pounds. So prank war champ, prank world champion. He said it that Tad. (laughs) It was a seventy pound thing, so that's pretty large. Both of them were in on it. Yeah, it was a group effort. Uh, He said it on one's shoulders. (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, he In a said, trench coat. Yeah, so that's probably the best way to get away yeah. with it, I would say. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I see. He set it down, grabbed the wrench, turned around, and it was motherfucking gone. They all helped him look for almost an hour, but didn't find it. He kind of threw a tantrum. Dad's and a little drunky drunk. Dad is in a fucking bur- uh-huh. bourbon rage. They all helped him look for almost an hour, but they didn't find it. He threw a tantrum and didn't speak for the rest of the night, which is a little traumatic, I feel like, for the kids, because they didn't do it. They're, like, getting screamed at (laughs) while they're looking for it, and then he's like, fuck you guys. Don't talk to me. The fuck is going on here? I bought this shit. I'm out of beer. Fucking in debt. Cows are dying. Fucking Fucking poster. wrenches are going missing. All I want to do is dig a post. All I want to do is dig one motherfucking post. (laughs) That would help me. I got you little shits out here ruining my life. Like always, (laughs) just fucking taking my post, digger. Well, guess what? It ain't happening anymore. Your toy's cut off. (laughs) He's like flipping them off. Tad. (laughs) Daddy, chill, is what I would say. So the same thing happened with pliers another day, prompting... Gwen to tell Terry about her disappearing utensils. Terry seemed upset. He was There's some farting up on the ridge and <laughs> asshole keeps taking the spatulas. I don't know where they're going, it's man. Super weird. And there's someone kind of farting in the house right now, yeah. too. <laughs> Smells weird in here. Uh, they took the spatulas again. Her crop dusted me. She's like throwing them on the ground to distract from the farts. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you try to do something to cover your fart, but you do it too soon. <laughs> I there's a video of this. Okay, the guy's like, he's like, uh, oh, I'm gonna drop my notebook, and when it hits the ground, I'm gonna fart. <laughs> so I'm gonna pee my. Pants. He drops his notebook, and everybody, and he doesn't fart right away. It's right after he drops it, and everybody's. <laughs> <laughs> it like brought more attention to him. It was all like, <laughs> so everybody was like, <laughs> what the fuck? that is so uh, fucking funny. That- Terry was pissed. He was starting to feel like something was really wrong. Terry brought his designer cows onto the ranch. His nephew Dave was coming to visit. Dave was a city girl. Ow, is what I wrote. <laughs> One night. Terry brought Dave and Tad on a night walk to check on the cows. Terry was loving the clear night sky. Terry seemed annoyed because he saw lights of an RV a half mile away to the west. He saw illegal hunters out there before. He pointed it out to the boys and they headed towards it. The RV seemed to be moving away as they got closer. So they started to jog towards it. Terry was starting to worry about his fence line. He noticed the lights continued to back up, but they did not bounce. Then the lights started to rise up. They were getting... Rise up. up. They started to get faster and taller, and it was backing up and starting to levitate. It went clear over where the fence line was. 
Well, he doesn't have to worry about his fence line. Great. It's flying. Uh, wait, it's flying. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay, yeah. I guess. They continue to chase. They were in the last pasture before the property ends. There is a tall barbed wire fence at the end of the property. And Tom realized he couldn't hear the vehicle. He waited for it to slow down. The boys were ahead of him, and he heard them gasp. The lights started to ascend straight up, well over the 50-foot tall tree line. Then once in the air against the night sky, they finally saw it. It was like a fridge. Whoa. On its side. A fridge with lights, man. (laughs) It's a fridge. I guess it was just fridge shaped, but I'm assuming it was much larger than a fridge. Don't. Oh, okay. So it wasn't the size of a fridge. It was like RV sized fridge. Okay. Shaped. A headlight in the front and there was a red light in the back. Yeah, clearly for when they're flying through space. Sure. It smoothly and casually and silently flew away into the night sky. You know what I think? What? I think, like, there's probably hella civilizations out there. Mm -hmm. But there's, like, a a law where it's like, yeah, you can't talk to undiscovered blah, blah, blahs. They have to, like, discover for themselves or something like that. That's dope. I think it's it's the plot of Star Trek. That's dope. Okay. So then when we figure, like, this thing out, then they fucking, like, oh, you want to be in this federation of all these planets? Wow. Yeah. I hope it's like that. That would be so dope. Yeah. Because, I mean, it has to be, right? There's no way we're alone out here. I'm getting a space bestie. They were like, oh, um, excuse me, what the fuck? And Dave was crying. And he was definitely never going to go outside ever again. He was going to go back to the city for sure. And never, never in the woods. Ever. That's what I would do. Tad was even scared. Sell, sell, sell. Yeah. Terry was like, I don't know what that was. And they walked home silently. (laughs) Dave left the next day and his parents. Dave Dave never came back. (laughs) He never did. His parents said he wasn't allowed back there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So weeks later. Mom and dad said I can't come. Oh, darn. old man. (laughs) Eh, Oh, well. (laughs) You've got to respect your elders, you know. Uh, Terry and Gwen were walking an hour after sunset, weeks after the incident. They were chatting and walking when they heard a loud... Oh. It was romance. Oh. You want to go for a walk? Okay. They were chatting and walking when they heard a loud metallic sound, and they stopped in their tracks. They heard the sound again. It was like metal banging on metal. It sounded like it was coming from above them. She grabbed his sleeve and pointed in front of him. It was a light a hundred feet ahead of them. They walked towards it. No. Yes, like you should. No. That's why I like the movie Nope so much. Why? It's just like, nope. I'm not walking towards the light. Yeah. Nope. If I'd just seen a spaceship the night before. Oh, bet. No. Nope. They go towards it, controversial choice, and it lifted off the ground, moved 50 feet away, and sunk to the ground again. There was a bright light beam coming off of it, and Terry realized it was the same refrigerator-like thing he saw with the boys. It's a frigidaire. It's the frigidaire. It's the cold or whatever. It's got a leak. Oh, God. Is your refrigerator running? Ah, It is. Better go get it. It's levitating. Every time they got close, it would do the same thing and leapfrog away. That's so funny. Terry would get so fucking mad. He was getting madder than a bitch is what I wrote. (laughs) Behind them. He was being a little bitch. He was super pissed. Behind them, they heard the metallic sound again, which distracted them. When they turned back around, the light was gone. They couldn't find it out there or any trace of it. 
They quietly walk back home together. There's a lot of awkward walk homes in this family. Yeah. <laughs> as there as there be. Talk about it. Uh, we're we're not. That was every time I've ever had a really scary experience. That's how it went. Just an awkward, silent <laughs> walk home or whatever. We don't talk about it. I don't want to speak about this. <laughs> Rumors started to swirl that the ranch was off limits to tribes members because it was cursed and nobody would really tell them any information about that. The Shermans themselves. So here's if some. Inf- tell you about it, and then you're gonna get rid of it, and then that'll pass it on to someone else. Right. So. I'm not trying to. And you probably did something to deserve it. Honestly, hmm. sorry. Skinwalkers, baby. Uh, this is some information about skinwalkers. Skinwalkers can alter their shape at will to look like any animal. Most but they're co- kind of dumb, so they never get it right. That would be funny. Uh, 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 hey, look at me. T Rex arms. T Rex <laughs> arms are like a big ass head. Oh, that man. one did have a big head. Nailed it, bro. You look great, hun. You're doing great, sweetie. Skinwalkers can alter their shape at will to look like an animal. Most cultures have their own version of this. Think werewolves from European legends as far back as 1500. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. India has were tigers, and some African countries have were leopards. Excellent. Sick. Some skinwalkers. What about were donkeys? Anywhere? No. Not that I wrote of. If you know of a were donkey, please call. A bunch of different tribes in the United States Southwest have their own skinwalker. But basically, it's a witch who can turn into an animal. They may wear the skin of the animal while they transform, and after, they inherit the traits of the animal. The Navajo skinwalker is said to be capable of mind control and has been said to even be able to get people to hurt or kill themselves. And it can run faster than a car and jump a mesa or a cliff, which is psychotic. No, I shouldn't say that, which is nutso-butso. Michael Stuff, a lawyer, has filed... (laughs) Michael Stuff. Love it. That's totally like a... seems like a fake name. A lawyer has filed legal papers against the Navajo witch. He understands native law and respects tribal religious beliefs. He lived near Ganado, Arizona, and most of his clients were Navajo. In a custody case, a Navajo woman lived on her reservation with her son. She was asking her Apache husband for back pay for child support. One night, the dad took the son for a visit and apparently didn't return him in the morning. Instead, he took him out to a cliff to see a medicine man. After hours of rituals, they went to a grave and dug a hole. They buried two effigies that looked like the mom and her lawyer. The ceremony was a serious, powerful ceremony that was supposed (laughs) to get them buried in that cemetery. The ceremony can only be performed a certain amount of times, and if the victim of the curse finds out, the curse is reversed. Whoa. Uno, baby. What? He filed an injunction against John Doe, the witch, describing the ceremony. Huh. Motherfucker. Suing you. sued, bitch. Well, take this. <laughs> no one outruns the long the stuff. arm of the law. The long arm of the stuff. Huh. You can't outrun stuff. all this stuff. So he filed an injunction against the witch, describing the ceremony. The judge was a Navajo and knew the difference between a blessing ceremony and a curse ceremony, so he knew it was bullshit when the dad tried to say it was a blessing ceremony that he took the son to. Uh-huh. He was like, no, hun. The husband ended up agreeing to the mother's wishes in court. Stuff took it seriously. He said, not all witches are skinwalkers, but all skinwalkers are witches. Nice. The winters are freezing in Utah, 30 below sometimes. 
Terry spent a lot of time out at night trying to catch what he believed to be intruders on the ranch. He could see them in the distance, but never caught them up close. Oh, there's Terry out in the woods again. Fucking screaming. around in his underwear with his rifle. In the snow, going snow blind, so he can't even tell what's happening anymore. Uh, One night, as he walked over the snow, he saw the movement out of the corner of his eye. It was an aircraft that seemed to appear out of nowhere. It looked like a smaller, hybrid, snub-nosed version of an F-117. So it's like, okay, airplane, fucking uh, Native American folklore. Which one is it? Both. Both? It was silent and 30-ish feet long. No wind, no sound, and it was very still. It was 20 feet off the ground and it moved slightly towards him. And a pattern of multicolored lights were projected onto the snow under the thing. Terry thought he might not have even seen it if not for the snow because it was completely jet black. That's creepy. He crouched in the snow. It looked like it was scanning the area, but what could it be looking for? Buttholes. Bungus. Bunguses. He loves to probe. probe. We said it at the same time. <laughs> the outline of it. It's matte black wings. It's odd angled design. The lights turned off and it started to turn. It's a bungus. An UFO. The lights turned off and it turned towards Terry. It headed straight towards him and then swiveled again and then disappeared off into the night. Then I wrote, what the large McFuck combo with fries was that? Several weeks later, Gwen was driving that damn Chevette home at 6 p.m. Terry was out of town, the kids were with friends, and Gwen was scared to be alone in the house. Alone? Alone. So she called over a gentleman. She got to the gate, opened it, let herself in, and as she was closing it again, a dark shadow came over her in her car. She gasped. A large, black, triangular object was directly above her. She was terrified. It was 20 or 30 feet above her car. She could see it over her out of her windshield. There were multicolored lights on the ground. When she got to her driveway, it continued over her and over the house and then off into the distance. She called Terry. She made food. And as she was cleaning up, she saw what looked like a large RV in the pasture. See, I hate this part. She could see inside through the window and she saw like a desk. Somebody at the desk was wearing a military figure. And then it looks at her. How would you know it looked at you if it was... In the distance. Like, I just don't understand. How? Well, maybe you can, like, tell. Turn to Ted. Oh, shit. That yeah. would be scary. That would be scary. Be scary. Just like we saw that man in the hotel the other night. Oh, yeah. That was scary. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Spooky. that is that is frightening. So, yeah, she said it looked like it was wearing, like, a military uniform. And it scared the fuck out of her. It was huge. It was, like, seven feet tall. Then she closed the window drapes and called Terry and was like, please come home. And he drove all night to get to her, which is... So romantic. I love Terry and Gwen together forever. Sherman's for life. He drove all night to get to her. They went to the field where she saw the thing, and they saw 18-inch long boot prints with a heel and no tread. Nobody was allowed out at night anymore. 18 inches is a foot and a half. All family members would see these window-like things, otherworldly orange structures that would appear in the sky. Sometimes it was like a big setting sign. Sometimes it looked like a rectangle. One night, Terry set up his night vision scope on a tree stump to get a better look. It was his favorite tree stump. So. Well, this one right here, my favorite. I like the one over there. That one, too low. Oh, my favorite. This one right here, I can put a tripod on. Oh, yeah. Okay. This part to me is like, okay, like, 
We have no photos. Well, night vision. Hmm. Like, I don't know. It just sounds too fancy for this podunk. It sounds like you could just. Farmer in the wild. Well, for 80s. hunting, I guess. It's the 90s now. Oh, it's the 90s now? Mid-90s. Uh, a night vision scope for hunting. Not, I mean, I, I, yeah. Well, he's using this night vision scope okay. to watch aliens on his favorite tree stump, as one would Roger. in the 90s. And he sees, like, this. Do you hear what you're saying? Well, haven't you been there before? And so he sees this hear what you're big saying? orange window in the sky with this night vision scope on the tree stump of the 90s. And, uh. <laughs> And he sees this, like, black spaceship come out of the magic sky window. And basically, the orange... Have you ever seen... Okay, I want you to picture one of those, like, windows. What are you doing? I'm picturing. Oh, okay, you're picturing. Oh, yeah. I thought you died. No, I'm picturing. Okay, it's a, it's a mirror. And uh-huh. it has those lights. And it looks like a big circle an of lights mirror. that goes all the... An infinity mirror. Yeah. Thank you so much. So an infinity mirror, you know, uh-huh. that's kind of what the, the sky window looked like, because at certain angles, you couldn't see it at all. And then sometimes you could see like kind of down into it. And then other times you, it would look it? like a crescent shape or like you could only see a piece of it. It was like sort of an inf- So the moon. Kind of like the moon. It's like this motherfucker. Is it's like a 2D shape. Could have been reflective camo. And the only way you could see it fully head on was on the opposite side of the mouth, like the opening of it, which pointed right at their homestead. Yeah, don't look. Don't. Don't look at it. Look at it. Don't look at it. From the bungus. Look at it from the mouth. Yeah, don't look at it at all. Look at me in my mouth, boy. (laughs) I'm scared. Uh, Terry loved his cows. And unfortunately. My babies. My baby. Unfortunately, in winter of 1994-1995, after a bad storm, he started rounding up his cattle and... One of his breeding cows went missing. He looked for her for a whole day in 12-inch snow. He searched everywhere except for one patch of forest in the southwest. He found tracks, plain as day, on the way into the thickets, and he followed them. And from the tracks, he could tell that the cow was running. What what animal hunts during a snowstorm? IDK. She had... Not the cows. The cows. And it looked like she had swerved, broke some plants in, in these bushes, and... The cow tracks were the only tracks, by the way. He walked into a clearing where the cow tracks were leading him, and they stopped abruptly. She was gone, and her last tracks were still running. A thousand-pound cow. I know that is Poor really Nessie. sad. She was so scared. And she was a breeding cow, so her life sucked the whole time she was alive. Ugh, terrible. Oh. Thousand-pound cow, why, how? How would they take her? Did she run through a doorway? Clearly, if so, it was a one-way door. She was never seen again. Four Maybe more. for the best. Yeah. Maybe they were like, we need to save these cows from this pervert. Yeah, liberation. Yeah. because yeah, they like fist their buttholes mm. and stuff. It's not right. These people are like, man, they say we're probing people's assholes. Yeah. These guys are elbow deep elbow in these deep. assholes. Keeping them pregnant for their whole lives and then eating them. This is fucked. The dairy industry, it's all fucked. Uh, four more cows disappeared in the next few months. April of 95. Liberate the cows! Freedom! Freedom! But then sometimes don't liberate them because, listen, in April of 95, it started to rain for two days and Terry was out there with Tad on horseback. They only had like... Damn it. I know. And remember, like, the canal gets all fucked up? Fucked up. They had uh, only 20 feet of visibility. They passed a heifer in the canal. (laughs) 
Did you call me? <laughs> what did you call me? Did you imagine she... it's just their mom down there? <laughs> oh, I gotta have her in the canal. She's like falling in the mud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, she was trying to get up the side of the hill, but she kept sliding. She was distressed and crying, but Tad was chasing a panicked calf. So he was like, let me get her and then I'll come back. But he wasn't gone for very long at all. And when he when he came back, she was dead. Whoa. Why? This is so sad. Really sad. These cows. Ugh. Um, she saw he saw that her butt had been like completely cut out. Sorry, I just used the word butt. I don't know. There was no blood. Her bungus. Her bungus. Yeah. Um, her hiney. There was no blood. It was perfectly circular. It was a sit <laughs> What the fuck? It was a six inch butt sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly circular six-inch butt sucker. Okay, I see. He was the animal. No, he saw the animal only twenty minutes before. So twenty minutes. I don't know. Twenty. It could have drowned. Someone was banging this fucking bungus and this fucking. Oh yeah, I was just trying to explain the death, but then I remembered that its bungus was missing with the six-inch butt sucker. Three months later, riding out early to check the cattle, he found another black cow mutilated near the bushes with no butthole. There was no genitals and no rectum. Whoa, so you were right. Deviants. One ear missing and a pool of brownish liquid about two inches in diameter by the cow's shoulder. When he touched it, it was a gel-like thin substance with a foreign chemical smell. The material was almost Real all gassy. evaporated by the time he arrived back with something to take a sample with. <laughs> in early 96, Tom lost two more cows to mutilation. They decayed slower than they should have. Parts of the cattle were removed, and the night before, there were lights seen. It seemed to always happen during heavy lightning storms, and he wondered if it was the military. Hmm, the man. Now he's a conspiracy theorist. This guy sounds crazy. Terry's losing it. Aliens. Military. Yeah, well, the next thing I wrote was Terry was losing his shit, so, (laughs) yeah. Uh, And his money, because when you lose cows, it's very expensive. And it was becoming more urgent. It was very expensive, and their, their life was starting to feel fucked up. I believe that. Yeah. It is. It sounds bad. Yeah. I would fucking freak out. I would be crazy insane. Going back to the city. Yeah, for sure. Terry and Gwen were standing outside their homestead one evening, stressing. They were watching their cows grazed, but something seemed wrong. The cattles and horses seemed rat- restless. I wrote the cattles. Okay. The cattles. The cattles. <laughs> All right. A blue orb floated through the tree line next to the horses. They both watched as it came out and flew around the head of one horse. The horse tried to shake it off, but I it was futile. The rocking chairs, like, <laughs> they're just exhausted this by this yeah. at this point. Oh, look at that! So it was like a clear they out a blue orb. Now it kind of looked like a fushigi, the way they described a it. Fushigi, you know, a fushigi, a fushigi, you know, <laughs> fushigi. What's a fushigi? <laughs> I'm about to blow your mind, King. You know, you're going to remember it as soon as you see it. A fushigi. A fushigi. Come on, you guys. A fushigi, of course. The fushigi from the <laughs> fushigi clan. No. The, as the seen Hasbro. on TV. As seen on TV. Fushigi. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The, it was in everyone's home. <laughs> and Oh my god. The orbs. People would fucking bring these to raves. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no! 
Buy a fushigi. 35 bucks. That's not even expensive. Hmm. For a fushigi, it's fine. So you guys, a fushigi is this little ball and it's basically, you, it's like reflective is the thing. And it has like a funky like center of gravity. So it, it creates like this cool optical illusion that it's like floating and that you're like not really touching it because it's reflective and because you can like shift the weight around in a funky way. And like, it's kind of, it's uh because it's like reflective, the material is so that you can like pinch it with barely any resistance and it looks like you're not even touching it. Anyway, everybody gets upset. Terry feels like the orb had, like, fucked with their emotions when a they fugi- saw it. A fugazi. The fushigi had fucked with his feelings. <laughs> Finally, Tom finds his missing post digger. It was 20 feet up into a tree, and I love that. What? How? Great prank. So funny. Prank world champion. They'll never look for a post digger in, in the, the tree. tree. It's <laughs> not for trees. Stupid humans. Stupid. How do you get it down? Uh, a year goes by with the Shermans living in psychological terror, and in the summer of 96, word got out about the haunted ranch. Haunted? I don't know. People were kind of driving by, and it was it was pretty annoying. Finally, one specific person got out and, like, actually drove up to the gate and, like, waited to be let in. It's this, like, tall guy, and it's he's wearing a suit. I will give you $1 million for your ranch. That would be so nice. I bet that would be such a relief. But no, he's, like... This tall, cheesy, blonde guy in a suit. He's like, I really just want to, like, meditate here. And he's yeah, like, how are you? I would like to meditate here. Terry's like, okay, weird. But so Terry and bucks. Ed go with him and they walk him out into the, like, field. And the guy sits down and he starts to meditate. And they hear this sound of, like, a cowbell, which is weird because there was no ca- like he's doing that. He was just sitting there. He was just sitting there. So it was weird. Tad was sitting in the truck watching, and uh, the stranger closed his eyes, spread both his arms out. That's when they heard the cowbell chime, and it sounded like it was coming from the woods. And the stranger didn't even react at first. But then all of a sudden, something in the tree line broke and moved straight for the meditating stranger. It was blurred, like as if it was covered. He said it looked like heat lines. Like, you know, when it's super hot oh, uh-huh. and you see like the heat lines. So he said it looked like that, but it was moving. It was like rushing towards the guy. Terry tried to warn him, but the thing got to the stranger and it stopped an inch away. Hey, from- guy. Hey, guy. 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 Terry's trying to warn him, but the thing got to the stranger and stopped an inch away from his face and started to scream, scream. Like it was almost like a line. Like it was not a human sound. It was like a roar. It was a wail. It was very scary, very scary. Inch away from the guy's face. And then the strange blur rushed off into the tree line again. The visitor collapsed, screamed, freaked out, wrapped his arms around Terry, started crying like a baby. Terry tried to shake him off, but the guy was a very sad baby tried man. Tried to jerk him off. Tried to jerk him off. Get off me, man. Get off me. Get, Get off, off on me, man. <laughs> okay, so the stranger left. He's like, I'll never come back. He's like, great. Thanks, man. I didn't ask you to come back. Super. Thanks for thanks for making that happen. That was very scary. Later, when they were watching Predator, they saw the Predator's camouflage, and they were like, uh, oh, my God. That's what I saw. They nailed it. Right. Unfortunately. <laughs> he, probably bought, he probably did buy night vision after that movie. He probably he did. He like, I'm going to buy some night. I'm going to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Cover myself in mud. Cover myself in mud mm-hmm. and have night vision. What a good look for me. In April of 96, Terry was out with his three healers, and he seen an orb, and he... Chase it and a fugu- a fugazi. It killed one of his dogs. <gasps> yeah, it did. It like zapped one of his dogs, and the dog died. I 
I'm so upset yes. that you had put that in there. I'm very sorry. But it, like, vaporized, and all there was was, like, some burnt hair and, like, a little patch of grass that was burnt. So, like, the worst thing that could even happen, because you can't even have, like, ashes, really. I would take the burnt hair. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm laughing because it's horrible. It's like church giggles. Um, there were three huge burnt circles of grass with a strange black oily ash in the center of each. And when he saw it, he vomited and retched. He walked back to the homestead and told the family they were moving. He couldn't take anymore. They decided to sell the ranch. I'd be pit. I'd be like, if Dill or Clem got vaporized, I'd be like, yeah, we're done. Isn't we're that done. like some Mars attacks type shit? Yes. <laughs> that too. Yeah. <laughs> July of 96, the family had enough. They all start- stopped sleeping. They started using all the weird deadbolts. Like, remember they were on the ins and outs of all the doors? And the story had hit newspapers, which is unfortunate. The National Institute for Discovery Science was founded by Bob Bigelow. He just wanted to... <laughs> I know, yes. that's an awesome name. He wanted to uh, set up a field station and investigate the activity there. So, yeah, so he bought the ranch and the Shermans were free. They bought their own ranch 25 miles away. They were happy. Never had any issues? Uh, no, they were fine. Terry's pride was hurt, though. And 14 cattle were killed or stolen. Each were worth multiple thousands of dollars. Um yeah, Terry got a Never job. financially recover from this. Never. So Terry actually got a job at the ranch taking care of cattle there. The, like, Discovery Scientist people uh-huh. bought their own cattle oh, for gotcha. the ranch just to, like, observe and see to what would happen. Let them get their bunguses, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so they monitored that. Terry would take care of them. And there was, like, veterinarian scientists. Um, and that is, I mean, I could go on. There's literally more, but there's also seasons of a whole ass show. Um, basically, it could be, could be the military. So you're saying it's the military. It could be there's, aliens. It could be military. It could be skinwalkers. Could be old native folk folklore. It could be a combination. What do you think? I literally think it is just a terrible bad luck ass combination of literally like yeah, I think there's UFO activity. I think there's also a skinwalker problem like i think both problems are happening at once and probably the military is also there if that shit is going on which so probably literally i just got the chills probably literally just an unfortunate combination of all three things is true yeah because if obviously the aliens and which it's happening the military is gonna be like can we use Hmm. this to kill people can we peep this really quick let's see what's going on let's understand it so that's kind of a nightmare for me personally and but they, they got a good deal out of it they got their own place they got uh, I believe we found out watching that show that they made a lot of money from selling it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole show about it, but the guy's name is Dragon, and it's so boring, and it's just stupid. It is so whack. Like, the shit they do is, like, science experiments that you get from, like, a book, and you do at home with your yeah. kids on a, on a rainy day when they can't play outside. They're like, hey, we're going to make a moon sand. Yeah, imagine that, but you have what? to call the person doing it Dragon, and yeah. they keep playing, like, this dramatic, like, boss fight music for some reason. Yeah. They did find a couple cool things so far, but it's just like, I cannot the put up with... The cave was cool, but can I can't we put see up the with cave this. again? I like, can't put up... Show me camera inside the cave. I don't want to see any of that. I can't put up with this anymore. Um, I don't really have anything super fun for the end of this, but I do have an interesting thing that I thought about at work, and I would like to say it's funny that frogs and snakes, when they're red, are poisonous. So, like, imagine that logic applied to Clifford the Big Red Dog. Holy shit. It's like a 30-foot tall He's hella poisonous. He'd be, poisonous. Licking, he'd be licking that kid, too. Ah, like, if he bites you, you, like, are super half. duper dead. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, uh, great horror movie. You know Clifford how they did, like, Winnie dog. the Pooh? 
horror yeah. movie. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, Except they like goes st- rabbit or something. Oh, it's like pet yeah, too. yeah. Our dog is rabid. Yeah, our dog has rabies. No, she does. No rabies. She's just fucking crazy. Anyway, this has been another very scary, very long episode of the Horror uh, Comedy Podcast. We had, I had so much fun. I had a lot of fun. I've missed the fans. You know oh yeah, I, mean? I missed you guys. And I missed doing this. You know, I missed doing this. This yeah, was fun. Me too. Um, we gotta go f- eat chili. Yeah, we're gonna eat some chili. But uh, don't forget to drink water. I love you. Bye. Bye.